You are Locked on Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sembrano. Host of Locked On Rays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, the number one local sports daily podcast network. You can find Locked On Rays on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Himalaya, and online at fanstreamsports.com and the Fanstream Sports app. And when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play Locked On Rays. Today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Okay, Ulysses, um, time again, been one of our great dedicated listeners for so long, really day one. I think he was our day one listener that was like, hey, I'm a fan of the show. Like It was the first episode that came out. I was like, wow, we have actually yeah. got some listenership here. Well, he sent us a very intriguing email on, of course, we know that the MLB proposals and negotiations are ongoing, a lot of, a lot of back and forth. Like It seems like hourly, it's changing almost. <laughs> but he brought up a really interesting point and really interesting points about what would be lost and the implications of a lost MLB season for 2020. So I'll go ahead and read his email. Also got some reactionary tweets as well that we'll get into as well. So he says... As you guys alluded to before, if this becomes a lost season, it would have been a missed opportunity for MLB to grow in popularity, and if the other major sports find a way to play it, will only exemplify the incompetence of baseball. What I find to be a huge loss as a baseball fan, however, are some factors like these. A what-could-have-been-raised season, a year off Yoshi's contract, possible retirement or free agency for Charlie Morton, one year closer to the end of the lease for the TROP and not getting to use it, a year taken away from Mike Trout's prime, a year where veteran players like Pujols, your boy Cabrera, Granke, and Verlander cannot keep chipping away at career statistical milestones. We may never see Betts in a Dodgers uniform, as well as Trout versus Betts rivalry in L.A., a year taken away from the careers of other young stars, such as Juan Soto, Ronald Acuna, and others. Those were just a few that I could think of. And P.S. I don't mind taking a year off Cole and Tanaka's contracts in New York. Uh, and then we also actually posted that same question on Twitter and got some responses uh, from David at underscore Demo15. He says, definitely the Mookie situation will be interesting to see what happens there. Uh, MOS at Inc. underscore MOS says, excitement and possible momentum for fans attending more games to disappointment and possibly losing fans forever. And Nick M at Nick or at N uh, Mimi says Wander Franco trying to debut at 19. So some of the things that they would miss out on if there isn't baseball in 2020. Hey, we've had this discussion before that we do not think Wander Franco would be called up uh, in 2020. Although with this wacky season, who the heck knows if, if, if things actually get underway. But Ulysses, I pose to you, what is something you might miss? Or, or what is something you look at as a biggest loss or would-be loss if there, in fact, is not an MLB season in 2020? 
Well, first of all, all all of those, you know, thoughts were incredibly well put in, and yeah. I agree with with most of them. Really, uh, not mm-hmm. only ties, but everybody on Twitter. Really, I think Ty took up everything. I'm like, there, he covered it all. There's really nothing else that I can, I can say about that. Yeah, he did a great job. I think the adrenaline coming from 2019 and what that season meant for, for a lot of race fans and even passive race fans in the Tampa Bay area, I really I think it was a missed opportunity. I would have liked to have seen if it actually would have done – something an uptick in the in the attendance mm-hmm. I, I also coupled with the the ticket promotions that they came up with uh during spring training the the 30 something bucks uh a month and, and you get unlimited games and the pick four winners and then you get a, a fifth yeah. one for free until you you keep lo- until they lose um all of those things i really wanted to see how that was going to work out in 2020. Obviously, the 2020 roster, mm-hmm. we've talked about it, stacked, and, and we would have really liked to have seen that. But if I have to stay with one, it has to be the the end, the one year closer to the end of the lease mm-hmm. at the TROP. I mean, it's like that TikTok is growing, growing uh, a bit louder, Kevo. And uh, <laughs> 2027, it's not really 2027. Yeah. Because uh, you need to have that plan out, that, that move in 2023, Stu, mm-hmm. I think, has said. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe he right. said by 2023, they need to know what they're going to do. So, yeah, if you take it, that's a big year off, man. That, yeah, that, I, that one's number one for me. And I wonder how, if at all, this delays their plans or idea for getting the stadium in Montreal. Like, does this push things back or with all this downtime that they now have? Who knows if they have downtime and with furloughs and everything, like how can they actually get together and get plans and, and outlines situated and everything? It's just such a, a convoluted process. Yeah. And I agree with you. I mean, that's one thing we don't really think about is how much, if at all, the attendance would change with all those great ticket deals that they yeah. had. And if, if fan capacity, if, if they even allow fans in, if there, if there even is a baseball season, 25%, 50%, whatever it is, we may not know what the real value of that is. Um, selfishly, from, from my standpoint, just being able to watch games every night and banter back and forth with you about them, like just the riding the highs and lows of a baseball season and a playoff chase, that would be something I'd miss. Just being able to, okay, yeah. you go to a sports bar on a Friday night, oh, the Rays game is on, and you check it out. Or we're playing poker, we put the Rays game on. Just the little things that you sort of take for granted of, we know we got 162. We we can tune in, tune out, and now we don't really know if we're going to have that, unfortunately. And, and that's the, honestly, I think that's the the best thing about baseball it's the 162 a lot of people mm-hmm. are going to be like oh that's such a long season but you know what's the best thing you have you can have a horrible defeat that just takes out your soul as a fan mm-hmm. and at 10 30 p.m or 11 p.m you're like oh why the hell <laughs> did i stay yeah. up late to, to watch that crap game uh, but the next day at 7 p.m it's over you're, you're, you have a new one to, to mm-hmm. watch with you with your friends or w- with your loved ones or by yourself and 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 try to you know watch your team win and then you ride that win that 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 adrenaline it's, that's the best thing about baseball soccer doesn't have that football doesn't have that basketball doesn't have that hockey doesn't mm-hmm. have that either you know you have to wait a while before the next game yeah. you have to kind of you know have that stinker 
loss, you know, fumes <laughs> for a couple of days until so, maybe yeah. in a week if it's football. You Might know, have, it's horrible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whereas with baseball, the next day it can it can change in an instant for sure. And Ty made a great point too about you know the possible retirement of Charlie Morton. We also have to wonder yeah. if there is no baseball in 2020, not just Morton, but. Who knows? You may not get to see that bat from Jose Martinez. This could it could be the last time you see Kevin Kiermaier in a Rays uniform. I mean, there's a lot of guys that they could they could move Charlie, trade shift do you around. Risk yeah. it? If you're Charlie, do you risk it? You have you have uh, girls back home. They're they're young. Whatever. I don't know, man. But yeah. do you risk it? Do you go out there and be like, okay, I, I can do this, or do you say no? You know what? Yeah. I made my money and I'm gonna get paid. Whatever. I don't have to go out and get that option because mm-hmm. remember, he only has an option for 2021. Right. Yeah, it's one of those things where I think he he's definitely probably one of those guys that's weighing the pros and cons for mm-hmm. sure. And he has a family too. And right. I, I don't know about their health history or anything like that, but he's probably one of those guys that, yeah, absolutely, he wants to play. But he's all he also wants to get paid for what he, in fact, deserves. He's been in the league right. for so long. Whereas, yeah. like, you know, we've talked about it, the Brian O'Grady's, the Mike Brousseau's, they give them 150k they'll be out there tomorrow but charlie mm-hmm. morton guys like charlie morton who have been in the game for so long and this could be their last go around they want to be right. able to get and, and save every penny they can so it's going to be very interesting if i had to guess if we're going to put a prop bet on it today right now i would say and there is no season i would say charlie morton would return me too and put out that me option too. you got it you gotta he i don't I, think I you still, wanna- yeah that would be your end no 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 i think you want to dictate the terms on which you go out Mm -hmm. uh, of the sport because you only get so many years to play that game right and and, and honestly also to make your money because they Mm -hmm. got 50 years after that until after they retire that they are not doing a lot right uh, and this uh, some of them this is you have to make your money yeah this is a really good check for him too in the in terms of he knows what staying at home is dad life is right now okay Mm -hmm. do you you really really enjoy it that much can you put it off for another year how how much do you like playing the guitar for a couple hours and chasing the kiddos around okay that's enjoyable that for another year yeah can you just put it off for another year while you while you're earning 15 mil doing what Mm -hmm. you love i think that's something valuable to do i would agree i would agree for sure all right coming up next we know that the mlb draft the first round is tonight we got a little mock draft action for you. We'll discuss after this. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com Ulysses, uh, what else can we say about Built Bar? We know they're tasty. We know they're healthy, low calorie, high protein, low sugar, low carb. There's like more than 20 different flavors, all covered in 100% chocolate. Delicious, delicious stuff. If you want it, if you want it before a workout, after workout, you want it for breakfast, you want it for dessert. There's, there's, it's like the utility player of protein bars, actually. It's, it's, it's the Ben Zobris, the Mike Brousseau, the, the, the Brendan Lau, baby. And, you know, it's, it's an MVP, too. 
you know, of the team. It's, mm-hmm. it's Austin Meadows. It's everything you want. Uh, and also, I think you forgot a little thing, which is uh-huh. the code that can save people some money. That is correct. And that code is locked on. Go to beltbar.com and use promo code locked on, and that'll get you $10 off your first order. Again, use promo code locked on for $10 off your first order at builtbar.com. All right, Ulysses, the MLB draft, the first round and the compensation round is tonight. And a couple of uh, locked on MLB cohorts, Taylor Ward, who we had on Monday's show, did a great job, tremendous, tremendous knowledge. Uh, and Jeff Ellis did a little mock draft special for the locked on podcast network. And of course the, the Rays being uh, having some of the later picks in the first round, they, they just got around to them. So um, the Rays have the 24th pick in the first round and their compensatory pick is number 37, which of course we remember they got from the Cardinals. That's looking pretty good right, right. now. Like, Hey, that, that extra, that six pick could make a difference here with only five Dude. rounds. Just telling you. Did somebody have a magic eight ball in, in that front office to say, you know what, what should be a good uh, yeah. little kicker here is changing draft picks, and that's awesome. A deep state maneuver by Stu Sternberg and company. <laughs> they, they know how to do it right. Okay, without further ado, let's see who Taylor and Jeff have the Rays taking at number 24. Jeff, let's move on to a player that you just mentioned not that long ago. We're going to go back-to-back prep pitchers with the Tampa Bay Rays at 24, taking Jared Kelly, right-handed pitcher out of Refugio High School in Texas. Yeah, it's, you know, we've already talked about what Tampa does. We talked about them with the Boston pick, if you listened to yesterday's show. But uh, they built the best minors in baseball by taking risks and focusing on what guys can do instead of what they can't do. There are concerns with Kelly that he's more of a two-pitch guy, that he's maybe more of a multi-inning reliever. And to a team like the Rays, they say, that's great. If you can be dominant in that role, we have that. We have openers. We'll uh, cycle through pitchers. We'll make it work. We will use his skill set. So Kelly is more than likely the highest rated player on most boards at this point. If you only look at boards, he's viewed as like a top 15 talent universally. The fact he's still here, it's kind of like when they got uh, Matt Liebertor a few years ago uh, when he was viewed to have been uh, the top uh, pitcher who then slid a bit. So they're in a position to just keep doing that. They keep adding these athletic types. They keep getting better that way. And uh, they're just getting talent. And they're getting a, a solidly built pitcher who, uh, yes, he throws hard. But if you're going to bet on a guy not getting hurt, you want someone with Jared Kelly's overall build. And it's a great pick. You mentioned that build, 6'3", 215. I mean, that is just about as ideal of a pitcher frame you could have. And he's only 18. He's going to be 19 in October. Another guy, uh, 19 in October. That fastball changeup mix, I mean, we saw it with Michael Walker, how much success you can have for an, a certain amount of time. But you, at 18 years old, you have time to work on that slider. Uh, one thing I like about Jared Kelly above a lot of other things, and Jared Kelly is one of my guys in this draft, I really like Jared Kelly above a lot of other players, is his feel for throwing strikes, his feel for the zone. That's a big thing for me. Big-bodied text. I mean, how many times can we talk about big body Texas right-handed pitchers? I love Texas right-handed pitchers. It's a big thing for me. Um, but yeah, I'm a big guy on Jared Kelly. The one comment I think I can make here when it comes to Tampa is they do have a pick at 37. We're going to close out the show with Tampa's last pick at 37 or not their last pick, our last pick and uh, the last pick of the compensation round uh, at 37 with the Tampa Bay Rays. So there is a chance that they do take a college player here and save up for that high school pick with the second round. 
We will talk more about that when we get to the, and I keep saying second round, I meant compensation a round, the last pick of this mock draft that we're going to have. So there are a little bit of questions about this. I really do like the pick. I think it makes a lot of sense for Tampa to do this. Yeah. Ulysses. I don't, I'm going to be honest. Like I don't look at all these MLB draft prospects. Like these guys do Taylor and Jeff do a tremendous job, but I did do a quick Google search of Jared Kelly out of Refugio, Texas, I believe. And what I noticed was this guy looks like a pro athlete right now. At 18 years (laughs) old, the dude has a pro athlete body at 6'3", 215. Uh, And I, I read some of his scouting report stuff. Can ramp the fastball up to 98 miles an hour. Has a change up hard slurve. Um, according to MLB.com, they say he could reach the big leagues before he turns 21. Also, he has a nice ease of delivery. All those sound, all, all those things sound good to me. I, uh, that sounds like a good pick. Go for it. Go for it. Dude's a pure athlete too. I mean, he's yeah. played multiple, squ- uh, you know, sports in high school. I mean, football, basketball, he ran track, which I know that you're a fan of. You, you mm-hmm. also ran track in high school. Um, so no, I mean, this is an exciting pick. We did hear Taylor say yesterday, um, actually on, on Tuesday's show, that it was very uh, blatant mm-hmm. how the pitching in this draft was going to be um, much more uh, efficient and, and, and kind of developed than other positions out there. So it doesn't surprise me that the Rays would go for pitching. Uh, if the, if the, I mean, guys that yeah. would be picked in early second round could be picked in the third round. I mean, that, that's something to be said. And you know how the the Rays have been a factory of arms since, you know, basically 08. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, th- there's something to be said about that. And, hey, just as a little fun fact, this guy shares the birthplace of uh, none other than Nolan Ryan. <laughs> so I don't okay. know if that's something. but No, that it. is awesome. That is awesome. And you know what? You mentioned how he played a lot of different sports. This guy is jacked up. He almost looks like Michael Lorenzen, to be honest. Like, I, I just can't imagine how his body will look in like four or five years. Yeah. But baseball Olympics candidate? I mean, if, if we're going to do this, if we're going to go all out with these baseball Olympics, and we did the we did the segment not too long ago, a couple months ago, I think, right. on guys raised players that would translate best to other sports, it, it would just be pick a sport for Jared Kelly. Okay, uh, oh, football, yeah. you want to do that? Track? Want to do that? Basketball? Just just slip them in there and you'll be yeah. good to go. Okay, now let's check in to see who Taylor and Jeff have the Rays taking at pick number 37. Jeff, our final pick of the Lockdown MLB mock draft, the Tampa Bay Rays. We talked about it just here with the 24th pick. We kind of noted that they may take a college player with that 24th pick. We didn't give them that. We gave them Jared Kelly, the high schooler out of Texas. Here with the 37th pick. We ain't going to give him a college player either. Who are we giving him here at 37? Again, it's the high ceiling approach. Jordan Walker, um, I think uh, Perfect Game does fantastic work. It's one of the sites I actually do go to, and I'm kind of curious to see when they put things up. And I know there's a point in time they had him rated as the top prep player in this class and a top 12 talent. Uh, Great group of people there. They do awesome work. I'm not afraid to talk about looking at their stuff because of that. But he hasn't. You know, this year there wasn't the opportunity to shine. I know there's concerns. It's silly to say this, but he's a very smart kid. And some teams do not view intelligence or high level intelligence as a positive in their players. 
um, that has come up before and it will continue to come up. Very smart kid, incredibly smart parents, uh, committed to Duke, you know, big time power potential, uh, very young for his class. There's a lot of indicators for future greatness with him. Uh, I could easily see him, the Indians jumping all over him one pick before. I think it's a, just a steal of a value at this pick. Yeah, and I wanted to mention that, Jeff, is Jordan Walker and Blaze Jordan don't have that dissimilar of an offensive profile. You know, they both have this outstanding raw power, uh, you know, hit bombs during BP. It's just how much are they going to hit in game? The difference here, I think, with Jordan Walker and Blaze Jordan is Jordan Walker has a little bit better of a chance to stay at third base may move to the outfield even, maybe a corner outfield position. If not, you could put him at first base, and he could be an athletic first baseman. But, yeah, I, this it's very similar to Blaze Jordan, and it's not the way that we talk about Blaze Jordan, which we should. Jordan Walker has some of the best raw power in the class. You could talk about when, it, especially when it comes to prep players. You could put him up with Austin Hendrick. You could put him up with Blaze Jordan. But this is a very talented young man that we're going to close out the day with here in Jordan Walker, third baseman at Decatur High School in Georgia. Ulysses, I'm starting to notice a trend here. Uh, I saw that Jared Kelly, the, the guy that uh, Taylor and Jeff say the Rays will take at 24, 6'3", 215. Jordan Walker, this third baseman out of Decatur, Georgia, 6'5", 220. Pretty good size for a kid that's 18 years old. Fun fact, he might also be a future GM, might run a baseball ops department someday. His parents attended MIT and Harvard, respectively. I think he's, I think he's pretty smart. I think he's uh, got the intangibles for the game. Uh, you know, I, I didn't watch a whole lot of Jordan Walker, but if I had to guess, I, I think he'll, he'll do okay with um, the mental side of the game. If these are the two picks, I think as a race fan, you have to be really excited. Not only because, first of all, the two guys have something in common, which you said, mm-hmm. the body structure. You don't have to guess what they'll build up to. A guy that's 6'3", 220, I, I'm pretty sure he's not going to jump to 6'8", you know, yeah. so late in the game. All right, You know what you're getting with these two guys. Um, maybe the 18-year-old um, m- might grow a little bit, um, but I mean – this is this is good stuff. And the second part of it is that you, they got a good head on the on, on the shoulders. If mm-hmm. you know, if with that background, and and I bet his his test scores are are great, which would be kind of a nice thing to know. You mm-hmm. might not get into problems that are outside of baseball if you've if you've been diligent in your schoolwork. And I don't know. I, I really I like the intangibles of, of, about these picks. This is really mm-hmm. nice. I mean, what they do on the field that's awesome. But the intangibles, I think, is what you have to do in a draft that's so crazy, yes. uh, like the 2021. What's funny is that in this draft, they say that teams are going to focus mainly on college prospects, college heavy, because they just haven't gotten enough look at high school. Or some guys didn't start their right. season, especially from the northern states. And who knows how much they changed in the last three months and just not having all the available information. But... Um, I, I looked at Jordan Walker's scouting report. Again, according to MLB.com, they list him as the top high school corner infield infielder. Um, they say he's got great, easy bat speed, some of the best power potential in the draft. Um, they say he needs to work on being able to hit breaking balls. I mean, the kid's only 18, so I think that's something that can, that can be worked on <laughs> in time. Possible, we talk about two-way players, how much we love two-way players. This guy's arm strength, 
he's been clocked in the low 90s on the mound. So he's definitely got the arm for third base. If he gets a little too big, they can always move him to a corner outfield spot. You know, there's a lot of options with this Jordan Walker kid and uh, makeup. I think he's got makeup in spades. Uh, as we mentioned, uh, the the pedigree of his parents going to MIT and Harvard. Hey, you're you're at eight at eighteen. You can't hit curveballs. Pedro Serrano couldn't do it, mm-hmm. and he was not eighteen. Okay, yeah. so you're you're fine. Uh, he he will get there. And yeah, no, honestly, the the fact that the, the background is there, I I love I love these mock draft picks. We'll see yeah. how it all turns out. But uh, from the last recent years, I think the the mock draft picks go similar. To yeah. what it ends up happening, I, I don't know if that's how you feel as well. But you know, when when people are that are in the know, which I am not in the know, mm-hmm. I read people that know right. about this. <laughs> how um, can you be in the know with these things? There's just too much. Like unless this is your job, it's really hard right. to. It's just really hard stuff. to 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 follow it. But yeah, I mean, the people that are in the know, they they get paid good money to follow this stuff. Are usually right on the money with how teams are thinking. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously. There's there's surprises everywhere, yeah. Uh, but and and again, the Rays are always a wild card, mm-hmm. of course. But I don't know, man. If this is how it ends up being, the first two picks, I think Tampa Bay Rays fans should be happy. Yeah, and hey, having six picks compared to just five, that could that's one extra dude. That that could be one extra big leaguer that other teams don't have. That could provide an advantage, especially considering with only five rounds in the past the rays have done such a good job at late round draft picks i mean kevin kiermeyer nate lowe desmond jennings matt moore james shields i mean guys drafted after the 10th round the rays have a history of that now i think what will happen is so the deal is um they can i guess you can sign as many undrafted free agents as you want for up to twenty thousand dollars which is just like chump Correct. change it's it's basically just going to be giving it to a bunch of college players who have graduated college and that's like you want to play baseball or you want to move on to the private public sector like that those are your two options right. you're and, not going to lure many high schoolers with 20k no, no it's not no. going to happen um i think the total amount of money that they have to play with is like around 7.5 million yeah the first pick can only sound as a sign up uh, up to 2.8 mil for the race case. So you got 7.5 total of those 7.5 mil, 2.8 goes to the first pick at the maximum. Uh, and then 20,000 for yeah. anybody. Else. I mean, maybe you find a Mike Brousseau That's- or better than that. I mean, if Mike Brousseau doesn't get drafted in a draft of 30 plus rounds, mm-hmm. what is going to be out there in a draft where, you know, it's only five rounds. I mean, really, yeah. it's awful for these, get this, these kits but it really makes you think, um, you know, the talent that's going to be out right. there. And, and, and these kids, like you said, that's it's their dream. Maybe you don't lure a high school kid that has good grades because he can go, you know what? I've mm-hmm. got three years to put up some numbers, get almost close to a degree if, if, if I'm available. Uh, but some other kids might just go, yeah, I'll sign yeah. for 20K. I'll yeah. sign for 20K. Especially in this climate with all the COVID-19, like some families just need money. Some of them at this point. And I think that's where like, it's going to be, it's a lot of, um, teams that'll be selling those players, those undrafted players. Hey, this is what we can offer you. You should sign with us. And I think that's where the Rays could have a huge inherited advantage of saying, look, we maximize guys potential. We put you in the best position to succeed. Yeah. You, you might not stay here for your entire career, but you can make a lot of money out. Get your start here. 
get settled in, make a name for yourself, then go off into free agency and do well for yourself. And everybody knows that they've got the best farm system in baseball uh, mm-hmm. as of today. 2020, best farm system. So yeah. you can also say, you know what? If you're in our hands, you'll do better than some other clubs. Right. We know what to do. We know mm-hmm. how to get the best out of you, not only when you make it to the major leagues, but before that, we know what to do. If right. you are a guy that can only hit fastballs right now at 18 years old, don't you fret. We'll get yes. you somehow into the best position to succeed. Now, it could also be something where like a middle infielder, they look at the depth of the race farm system and be like, yeah, it's going to be a while before I surpass mm-hmm. the likes of Vidal Brujan right. and Wander Franco and all those guys. So that it's just going to be double edged sword. Yeah. 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 But I think on the whole, like compared to the pirates, for example, like, I don't know why you would sign with the, unless you're like able to, Hey, I think I can make the big league club tomorrow. I'll go ahead and sign with uh-huh. them and try to try to do something there. So it's going to be really interesting yeah. to see how, I mean, I'm pretty pumped. I've never been like that involved or that like truly interested in the draft. But with it only being five rounds, and quite frankly, there's nothing else going on in sports. Man, like that's, I mean, really, uh, they missed a huge opportunity. Maybe they didn't know yeah. that baseball would still be in in, in hiatus and, and in limbo, really. In right. limbo. They're in limbo right now. Uh, that they didn't think to put some money in the marketing department on the draft. I mean, mm-hmm. they could have built this thing up like, you know, like the NFL does yeah. it every year, like the NBA does it. Well, this year is yours to take you mm-hmm. on baseball. Well, let's market the heck uh, out of the draft. And they didn't do that. But I'm sure yeah. that if you're a baseball fan that misses baseball, you might tune into the draft more than you've ever done before. Well, if you've noticed, like MLB.com, I've never seen more draft coverage from them yeah. this year. Like every <laughs> yeah. other article, it seems like, is MLB draft related. Like they are hyping this up. And understandable, you can only you can only write so much about negotiations and and things between owners and players and things like that hey do you mind if i give a quick shout out to some local kids that could be drafted rounds one through five of course okay um and this is really in no particular order but these guys have a really great shot of being picked so keep an eye on them if you're from the tampa bay area steinbrenner alum florida state university pitcher cj van eyck he was actually previously drafted by the Mets out of high school a couple years ago, but didn't sign. Um, I've actually written about him before, won a state title with Steinbrenner. Uh, I think that guy, I think Taylor Ward mentioned he's he's really high on him. He could be a first-round mm-hmm. pick. Um, Sun Lake High School alum Tommy Mace, now at the University of Florida. He also was previously drafted by the Cincinnati Reds out of high school. Um, I can't remember the round exactly, but it was between like 12 or 14, but, um, they, they didn't give him enough money to sign. So he opted for, for the university of Florida due to six foot six. Uh, he, he looks like the prototypical pitcher for sure. Um, Mitchell high school catcher, Jackson Miller. Um, I think MLB.com had him as a top 100 prospect. Uh, I looked at some of his stats. Um, he, he's batted like 480 his entire high school career, like <laughs> one out of two times, he's going to hit the ball. He's going to get on base. I mean, at least get on base, but he's going to, he's going to put something together. But, um, apparently scouts really like his hitting ability and, and we'll see if he continues to, to play at the catcher position. Wait, a hitting catcher, you say in the Tampa yeah. Bay area. That's hmm. interesting. Yeah. And he actually has a brother who's really good too. I don't know if he'll be drafted in the top five rounds, huh. but that might be okay. That's a name to watch. If the Rays draft Jackson Miller, 
There you go. Maybe we have your. Maybe we have our catcher of the. Maybe we have our JT Real Muto. Maybe. <laughs> okay. We can only hope, right? I um, like it. Another guy, uh, based out of Wesley Chapel, but he went to Bishop McLaughlin Catholic High School and uh, is now at the University of Florida. Carson Ragsdale. Um, you talk about. Uh, you know, I mentioned Tommy Mace was six foot six. Carson Ragsdale is six foot eight to twenty five. So you're trying to build it. I, I want to put him up. Against you think he's going to grow more now? You, you think he's going to grow more? I mean, for his sake, I hope he's done growing. Like at some point, you know, you, you, I know you want to try to get to Jeff Neiman status, but I think six, eight is enough. I think you're good. Um, Dude, do you think his parents were like, no, please come on. We got to stop buying clothes. Yeah. I mean, just, come on. My it man. just keeps changing. Just keeps changing. But, um, I think he was mainly a bullpen guy uh out of usf this this past season um and i think he had tommy john surgery a year or two ago so he's kind of he might be one of those kind i mean probably if you're looking at anything fifth round i don't think he'd go any earlier than that um but you know a guy who's who's trying to just a local name who who's kind of dealt with some adversity and, and trying to get drafted would be would be cool for him then one one other guy who um i checked mlb.com from Flo- florida southern has produced some baseball guys, namely we know one <laughs> Matt Joyce. Yes, that is that is true. Was it uh, did D Gordon go to Florida Southern? I can't remember if he went to somewhere. No, I think it was uh, Southeastern in Lakeland. I know D Gordon went to some small college in Lakeland, but um, FAU? No, not Lakeland. Not no, I, I think it was Lakeland. I, it, Lakeland's got like a bunch of small colleges that I just can't keep track of, but. That should be a trivia question. Where did D where did D Gordon go to college? But um Jacob Teeter or Tedder, uh first baseman out of Florida Southern, he is listed, I believe, as a top two hundred prospect according to MLB.com. So watch out for those names and yeah. uh give give the local kids a little bit uh you know, have some local pride. I mean, every year Tampa Bay is a hotbed for high school That's baseball right. talent and That's college right. baseball talent. In fact, I read an article uh, on MOB.com that Hillsborough High School, I think, has the most draft picks of all or most first round draft picks of all high schools in the nation. That's, like, that's impressive. I mean, honestly, yeah. it would be really nice to have a Tampa kid being 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 picked for, for, mm-hmm. for their hometown team. I love that. story. Yes. I love those stories. I think they're fantastic. Over under, I think four of those guys get drafted. Just saying. Just putting awesome. it out there. All right, that wraps up this edition of Locked On Rays. Now tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked On Fantasy Baseball. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe, and we'll talk to you on Friday.